right, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a hilarious comedian, old friend of mine, and he's been on the comedy scene for over 30 years. He's done a ton of great things throughout his career and has currently come out of the closet. Yes, he's come out of the closet as a right-wing uh, Trump-thumping comedian. Uh, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, great, the fabulous Paulie Bond. Paul, how you doing, man? Hey, what's it been? Twenty years. Yeah, it's been twenty years since the uh, the good old days of the Double D show, man. It's good to see you, man. Good to have you back. You look great. I love the microphone, the hat. You look Thank like you're ready to, to rock. You. It's a great mic. It has nothing to do with what we're doing, but it looks fine, don't it? Okay. It, it looks officially official. Without <laughs> it, but I use it because people go, "Oh, wow, it looks professional." Well, right now. I've changed. I'm going to reinvent myself while all this downtime is going on and nobody can perform. And I am going to be your physical comedy and musical comedy conservative comic. That's right. You recently announced, you made this big announcement that you are, that you have, are now going full bore into oh, right <laughs> right wing comedy. Uh, tell me what was, what made you make that decision? Uh, actually, I'm doing comedy for 30 years, and uh, my hero is George Carlin. Carlin, as you know, and I got to a point where I started to do some, I guess, self talk while while we were home. We had the time, right? <laughs> and myself answered back, and I said. You know, everybody's going to be fighting for the same job when this is all over, comedy-wise. Or the comedy clubs, uh, you know, the resorts, the casinos. Right. What can you do that's different, that doesn't involve any of them, but still create your own venue? And I, and like George Carlin, I want to be true to myself. And I, I am, uh, I am a Trump supporter. And uh, well, we just lost half the audience right there. Uh, <laughs> so everyone goes fuck him all right uh so i'm a trump supporter and i'm very passionate about it so i decided to do what's known as the paul bond comedy rally that's where uh like-minded people trump supporters get together who aren't offended by words who can take a joke who realize that somebody has to take the hit in order for it to be a joke to do a black joke a spanish joke an irish joke a german joke any joke, and everybody be like, hey, it's just a joke. So I'm in Walmart. I'm in Walmart. The kid next to me had his pants below his ass. I mean, below. There was no mystery as to what color, what size, what fabric, what style underwear this asshole was wearing. The guy in front of me sees the same thing. He looks at me, he goes, you see that? I go, yeah, I'm going to fix it. He goes, he goes, I go, well, listen, this is either going to work or I'm going to get my ass kicked. So I, I need to know that you got my back. He goes, All right, I got it. <laughs> I turned to the kid and went, oh, my God, nice butt. <laughs> well, if you're showing, I'm looking. <laughs> he lifted his pants higher than my grandfather. You were like doing mainstream comedy, and and like you said, I know you, you had this epiphany in George Carlin and all that. But you, like you said, you 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 saying Trump these days could turn people off. 
So to me, it's a big, bold decision to go that route. You know, it's funny. When I made the announcement back in April on Facebook, uh, I think a lot of my fans were like, why is this a big deal? I don't understand why. Because I just lost any job I want in Hollywood. (laughs) Being a Trump supporter. Uh, Only recently did Anthony Sabato uh, Jr. actually open up a movie company for conservative actors and he's creating a TV uh, station so you can go on TV. But our country needs Donald Trump to make us great again. Up to that point, no, it was just me going, you know, bye bye to the clubs and uh, and create my own stuff. So my fans started booking my show. Right, right. Legion halls and the veterans halls and. And that kind of thing. And uh, we're starting off small. We're going to build up a following and then uh, and wind up in a theater. But circumventing the clubs. Right. And that's what I was going to say is because when you do take a stand or or go against the grain, yes, a lot of people are going to, you know, metaphorically throw rocks and stones your way. But then there's always a lot of people that that. Uh, will come to your support. Uh, normally, they do it behind closed doors secretly, like, hey, Paul, just so you know, I got you. Uh, you must have gotten a lot of that as well. Yeah, well, it's like when I wear my Trump Pence mask into stores. I know the people that want to stay safe distance, but even further when they don't like Trump. But, the, but then there's <laughs> guys that walk up and go like this with the thumbs up. But they look uh, around, make sure no one's looking for us, right? <laughs> uh, but, but then the, I, I had cool uh, moments where I've had veterans come up to me and go, thank you. And I go, thank you for your support. Thank you for your service. And then we start talking. And the next thing you know, I'm talking to the president of the veterans halls on Long Island. Uh, that happened. On Long uh-huh. Island. I said it like that. I could kill myself for doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's It's... It's like-minded people. That's that's all it is, and and it's not all political. The show's not all political. It's still silly, Paul. Uh, but I get to talk about Pelosi and Schumer and all those people without half the audience going, oh, oh. now I can say you know Schumer's uh, you know Schumer's a cunt and everything's fine. These are very serious charges. Right. <laughs> well, the heat is there was already heat on the the Trump issue of being a Trump supporter, and now here we are uh, in in uh, this pandemic situation. We're in election year. A lot of shit has gone on this yeah. year. Twenty twenty has been insane. Um, where the debates with people now could cost friendships and and things. Have you like? Have, yeah, have you lost any like real friends? Like, have you? I know you probably lost like maybe some here and like, but any that that bother you? You know, I no. Uh, in fact, I call Facebook now arguing with idiots, and uh, <laughs> and I've gotten to a point where it took me a couple months to figure this out. But if somebody replies to my one of my friends' threads that I'm like, oh, this guy's an asshole, I don't go after him anymore. I just block. I just. They don't even know I exist. I'm not even their friend. But I know <laughs> on my friend's site or, or Facebook page, I don't have to see that asshole ever again. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I just go into block mode, and it's it's so freeing. And it's, uh, oh, it's just I don't have to see that asshole ever again. And they would never come to see me anyway. So I'm not losing anything. They call it a dick because it makes us act like one. Don't you understand? <laughs> 
And by the way, the first Richard that said, you know what, everybody call me Dick from now on, he's an asshole. I just want to go on record. That's like me going, hey, I'm Paul, but call me Ballbag from now on. I'll be hanging out with Dick just for the irony. Does, does Trump ever upset you or, or do you ever like say, no, stop, stop the tweeting or, or hey, you know, um, yeah, right. yeah. it's hard to defend him sometimes because I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, my God, it's just, this guy's trying to be out of my fucking mind because I, I know that I open up my Facebook page. Well, what did you do with that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he should have shut up. I'm one of the few that will actually say, dude, you know, when that <laughs> It was the thing with the boat rally. And then the guy's a white supremacist. Boat. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that was 10 seconds into it. What did you see? So the president did not hear that phrase in that portion of the video. And uh, when it was signaled to him that this was in there, he took that tweet down. Uh what, what I love about your act, man, and, and I want uh, people to understand, especially if they're just seeing you now for the first time through for this right. show. Is that yes, you're a, a Trump supporter, and and but you're um, not a mean-spirited guy. You're you're very positive guy. Um, your energy is insane, uh, and everyone will have a great time seeing you 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 live. It's all I would say. You got to go see Paul live. Yeah. I yeah I, uh, I, I'm a, a ball of energy, and I I can't I can't, I can't stop once I start. People go, you're doing 45? I go, yeah, that's probably the minimum. But uh, <laughs> if they're doing it, so except in comedy clubs, you got to you know follow the rules. Right. But, uh, <laughs> now, if I'm just doing some local pub or something like that, I'm going. You know, that's what I live for. Every comic lives for that 45 to an hour on stage every day that we can go out there and just let it go. You know, I'll think of five ideas in that day and let them blow off on stage and and see what works, what doesn't work. And uh, it's like giving, giving birth to a new joke. There's no, better, there's no better feeling when you get that first laugh. It's like, yeah, it worked. I knew it would. <laughs> But I got a lot of new stuff. I got speeches before they were speeches, famous speeches, like the first draft. I fuck around with those. Uh, <laughs> love the, the love that premise. It's a good it's a good premise, and it works. You know, four score and seven years ago, it didn't start out that way. You know, so and then I, I get <laughs> how it really went and how he got his balls busted. Lincoln got his balls busted. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm trying to write. Uh, just universal stuff, you know. So even if you come to my show, you'll be amongst Trumpers. But I, my, the whole show is not about politics. It's not about politics. I never bet all about that. All I want to do is find my audience now, okay? I want like-minded people to come together, to relax, to have fun. I grew up with guys like, like you know, Pryor, Carlin, uh, Kennison, Buddy Hackett, Don Rickles. Rickles could never survive in a climate. If he started now, oh, would no never way. survive in this climate. No way. I kid Sammy. You're a black man. I took a guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
ain't black, you fell into a bucket of M&M's, I'll tell you that. Those are funny, fast and furious, you know, comments that people are like, that's offensive. Don't come to my show because you'll be offended. I, I guarantee you will be offended. <laughs> But I also guarantee if you're not easily offended, you will laugh your ass off because I do impressions, I do music, I do I do it all. Every hey, how you guys doing? What flight is it for? I got a couple of good ones for you. Two hats are on a hat rack. One says, you stay here, I'll go on ahead. <laughs> Nothing on that one? All right, how about this one? Why did the chicken cross the road? Because Hillary's a cunt. That one I like. That, that's a good one. I don't know what he's talking about, but I like it. <laughs> What's the difference between my wife and your wife? Well, I fucked your wife. <laughs> Have a good night. You know what Carlin said, you know, you know what the government hates? People who think for themselves. That's what he says. Yep, exactly. Uh, that's, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so Groucho and Carlin meet in heaven, and Carlin was an atheist. So at one point, Groucho has to address that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, because Carlin, too, I, I wonder also what Carlin would have thought about today. What Because he, he, he was a little bit of, of a liberal type of a guy. So yeah. I, I don't think he would have liked Trump. But Politicians. He hated politicians, which makes me think that maybe he's like, you know what? Maybe we do need a businessman in there. Maybe we do need a shit shaker, or, you know, a shit stirrer in there to stop the nonsense. Right. So I'm on, the, I'm on the fence when it comes with Carlin and Trump. You know, he he would definitely call him out on his horseshit as far as, you know, whatever thing he likes to fabricate and make it an exaggeration. <laughs> right, right. It's always the best ever, the biggest, the best ever. <laughs> Probably hold like a shrimp cocktail, but that's how he overcompensates. You said I had small hands. They're not small, are they? But the thing <laughs> is, Carlin is, I didn't agree with a lot of what Carlin had to say, but he always brought you to the funny, and that's what I loved about him the most. He made you laugh. That's because there is no Humpty Dumpty, and there is no God. None, not one, no God, never was. In fact... I'm going to I'm going to put it this way. If there is a god, if there is a god, may he strike this audience dead. He made you laugh and I think he was a br brilliant wordsmith and uh, the way he crafted jokes and and uh and all that stuff. So I, I think George Collins awesome as well. He's he's one of my favorite. He is my favorite comedian of all time and and then um you know, then I love Lenny Bruce. Well, I was just trying to make a point, and that is that it's the suppression of the word that gives it the power, the violence, the viciousness. Uh, right. And Bill Hicks. I love talking about the Kennedy assassination because to me it's a great example of uh, a totalitarian government's ability to, you know, manage information and thus keep us in the dark any way they do. Oh, sorry, wrong meeting. Uh, so I, I love that whole line of guys that that shake it up, that that push the that challenge the status they, quo. Thought they challenge thought, you know. Yeah, we call it did the fun stuff about you know you, a place for your stuff and stuff like that. He did great wordplay, but then he made you rethink shit you already thought you had an opinion on. And that's when I go, ooh, look at this guy. He's a shapeshifter. This motherfucker yeah. just. <laughs> 
If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Ooh. You know, and I like that. And I'm trying to do more of that in my show. And I, I'm taking more time and emphasis to, to make people think, but still be silly about it, you know? We got to learn to laugh again, America. We get too serious as a country. Right? Woo! Yeah. Too politically correct. Yeah. Woo! Well, you do have a lot of Carlin traits because you you do you like Carlin, like you said, one minute he's he's literally telling fart jokes, uh, and then the next minute he's like into super. There's no god politics, so like the Invisible Man in the Sky, you know, like that. Yeah, right, yeah, and and you have that too. Like you have like your song parodies that that are hilarious. Paul Simon with Tourette syndrome. <laughs> So you go from that, and then and now you, you can get uh, political. And that's why we're so uptight. You can't say this, you can't say that. Bullshit. We got kids over in Iraq and Libya fucking fighting for our rights. That's why we're able to say shit. That's right. Fight for your freedoms and then fucking stop on my freedoms? Fuck you. I say we laugh at stereotypes once again. So you right. kind of slide that in there, and then because you already got the crowd going, they're already laughing. You already got the energy going, and then you could slide in um, some of some of your uh... right. Like I have thoughts like this. You know, uh, how come on the news they always say uh, at the scene, like the car accident, they go Bob was pronounced dead on the scene. No, it's still pronounced Bob. He didn't change his name. That's the way. You know, if that was the case, then every cemetery would say dead, dead. <laughs> Used to be bomb, but dead. You know, like <laughs> the crazy thoughts I have. You know, and I talk about death, but I do it in a, a a fun way. Like I point out the the things we just say because other people have said it. You know, like we're like robots after a certain point. It's like, oh, Bill, he said it, so that you know, so I guess it's that's what it is. And you're right. like, yeah. how many times does something have to be said to become an expression? That's something else I discuss. You know, like, you know, you know what they say. And I'm like, well, I don't know who they are and what gives them the right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm listening to them. You know, why can't it? You know what Paul says? You know, why can't it be a person? <laughs> it's always going to be they. <laughs> Even though he's dead. So yeah, I used to come on stage and go, hi, I'm Bob from Bob's Furniture. Because I look like Bob from Bob's Furniture. <laughs> No matter where I did it, in the tri-state area, people got it every time. Well, you take the hat off. There we go, Bob. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. The guy, the guy that really kind of influenced me to speak my mind to is the guy I toured with for a few years, Jim Brewer. Put your left foot in! <laughs> he... He's fearless. He's just a fearless comic. He will change his entire feel to his show just based on how he feels, you know? And it's in, in a motorcycle, right? Come off his SN, his motorcycle with his SNL outfit. Oh, yeah!
I always admired that about Jim. He's just, he was just like, wow, he's such a, you, you watch him and you learn so much. I get my physicality from him and, and the idea of just speaking your mind, or just being silly, going with the moment and taking it to the, like the ultimate end where right. people are wiping their eyes going, okay, you won't stop. So he was like a mentor in a sense. It was great to tour with him because I got to open for him. And then I got to play in a band behind him and play soundtrack to a show. He didn't even have to sing. He just came out and said, yeah, yeah. 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 And because of that, I got to work with Metallica. I was on the roast of Dennis Leary. And we, on Jim's special, we played the Hokey Pokey, ACDC yeah. style. Doing the Hokey Pokey! Which got played a lot, you know, so I'm on guitar. And uh, quick story about that. We're there that day, and uh, we're signing contracts, you know, we're blah, 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 all the legal shit, and then a guy comes up and goes, well, you can't play, because we were playing a whole lot of Rosie. That was the hokey pokey. It was a parody. And they go, well, we don't have the rights to that song. And I'm like, well, shit, we got to do this song tonight. <laughs> so Jim goes, just play chords that sound like ACDC. They always have a break now like this. This looks like a hokey, hokey crap. It sounded like ACDC enough. We played it. And sure enough, that's what made the cut. And it was show. great. It was a great moment. You ready? You ready? So with, with Jim, do you still uh, keep in touch with him? Has, does he know about your new uh, kind of angle on your on your career here? And what's his thoughts? I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate anybody. It's like, a, it's like your own virus. You know, you don't want to tell anybody, you know. I don't want to give anybody's name up. It's like, oh, so he approves? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even do that. That's how sick this world is. You it's know? crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I would like to think that Jim uh, approves. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So now, if you're happy and you know it, yeah, ooh, you really want to show it. All right, so. I'm very sorry I had to postpone the interview, but you know, during the day I do animal rescue work. Here's something universal that we can all get behind. Uh, I am still a rescuer, okay? And I still go out and feed every day. Coronavirus or not, I still have to go feed and they have to be fed. And it's very unpredictable, you know, when you're trapping and you're spay and neutering or going for a vet appointment. In fact, uh, if you people are animal lovers, you could actually donate to my uh, my cause on my Facebook page. I have a fundraiser right now. So you can go there. All you have to do is click donate. Boom, you're there. If you come to my comedy show and you want to bring cat food, dry or soft, bring it with you. It's like toys for tots, but only it's for, for pussy. <laughs> uh, but I do it every day. I, I spay, neuter, house, feed, uh, foster, adopt, and, uh, and do all the medical. So 
it's a lot of money. But, wow. Uh, so we need everybody's help. So if you if you love animals like I do, uh, go to my Facebook page. Five dollars, ten dollars. I don't care. Everything adds up, you know. So I, I appreciate that. Very good for a good cause, everybody. It's for it's for the pussies. If it, worse comes to worse, <laughs> Paul Bond, ladies and gentlemen, the you're brush. awesome, my friend. <laughs> I love you. Good to see you. Hey, I love you too, my friend. And this has been great. Definitely want to have you come back more often, like old days, man. I will not do it. We'll make some time. <laughs> Excellent. Thank right, you. Man. And come see my show. I know you. I know uh, you're on the fence, so you can come down. Just yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Hey, this is uh, the great Goonin saying you're watching Put Up, Shut Up, and Stand Up with Don Sill on Cubs Radio. Yeah!